Welcome back, and let's put that final piece of the puzzle into place, displaying those results that we see as a log message here in our second table view. That's currently only saying hello, which is nice, but you know, it's not exactly what we want as a user experience. Oh, let me just uh, make that a bit smaller here, and in fact collapse it all together, and see how we can do that. We need to find a way to transfer this new array that gives us the filtered search results into the second table view. And there's a, there are many ways that we can do that. We could send a message. Uh, we could use uh, all kinds of other things, I would imagine. We can, we can use an observer, or we can use something that's built into iOS and Cocoa and Cocoa Touch, which is key value observing. I've uh, written an article about that that explains how this works. I'm not going to go into much detail of how this works, but in essence, we can tell a second class, which is in, in our case the search results view controller. In fact, let me make it open that up in a second tab here. Search results view controller. We can notify this class if a property of another class, namely our main table view, is changing. So what we want to do is whenever the content in this array changes, which we do in this method on the, at the bottom here, we would like to notify that second table view controller that this change has happened. And then this class can react to it and update its own table view. That's the, that's the magic behind it. And here's how we do that. In our viewDidLoad method, we can register an observer for this array. But the way in which we need to do that is we need to register this observer not with this class. We need to the observer needs to be in the second class, and since we don't hold a strong reference to it, we need to um, grab that. We, we kind of have an indirect reference uh, because that second table view is stored as a property in our search controller. So all we need to do is extract that and send him a message. Let's do that. So search results view controller search results equals self controller search results controller that's the guy we want and uh, xcode may tell us that we need to typecast this uh, unused variable that's okay that's okay maybe it doesn't sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't now we need to set up an observer on this object so We'll use the add observer method for key path. There it is, add observer for key path. So the observer is called on search results, and the key path is just the end of this property here. In our case, that's just results. And the options, we can send a message what value should be sent. Should, should the old value be sent before the change occurred or shall the new value be sent after the change occurred? So we want, we want the new value, so we say ns key value observing option new. There we go. And the context, we don't need the context. Uh, it's something other magical we're not going to discuss here. Oh, there we go. Cool. So out of a sudden Xcode's discovered it has a problem because it says, hey, what comes out of this is a UI view controller and you're, you really want a search results view controller and that is quite clearly not the same object that's correct. Uh, to the way around it is to typecast this. So we're going to typecast this to be a search results view controller and then Xcode and the compiler are totally happy.
there. So this will set up the observer and in our search results view controller we need to implement one method which is called as soon as that happens. So we don't need to conform to a new protocol or anything. All we can do is implement this method which is called observe value for key path. And we're being passed in a lot of properties here. Before we go any further, let's just uh, make sure this thing actually gets called with an NS log message. Search results have been notified, that should suffice. And let's quickly run this, see if everything works up until now and things get even more complicated. So tap that, search results are nothing at the moment, but look at this, search results have been notified. So that's good. This thing actually gets called once when it gets initialized or when it's, when it's being set to nil and the second time when, when the new value is being set. So perhaps um, just to prove a point, we don't need to set this to nil down here. So it should now only be called once. Tap it. Search results have been notified. Called once. Perfect. And the search results are nothing because I haven't typed anything in here. Let's, uh, let me try this. Type T and everything containing a T will be written out. And of course, my search results have been notified. Okay, great. That's perfect. Let's go back into the search results view controller and extract that array. So we don't need that uh, log message anymore. Let me comment this out. Extract the array from the observer. We want to update our table view here. So we first of all need in our search results view controller implementation file, we need a strong property to hold those results and we're going to call them search results that's only appropriate and down here we don't need to initialize it we're just going to populate it self search results and we're being passed this object here so we can say object value for key and that key is still the same as in the first table view controller which is results. Uh, the only problem here is that we don't quite know what this results property is going to deliver. It could be a string, it could be a dictionary. So what we need to do is, uh, just to be on the safe side, and because I'm a belt and braces kind of guy, we need to typecast whatever comes out of this to make sure this is in fact an array. Otherwise Xcode may throw another warning at us like it just did before. So instead of just saying object, we will say nsarray and therefore typecasting whatever this object is and putting that into our search results here. Now we have the search results in our search results view controller. All we need to tell this guy now is to reload its table view with those values. So we'll say self table, oops, table view reload data. Okay, and then the other thing we need to do is we need to make sure that we configure this table view correctly so the numbers of sections are still one, but the number of rows in this section will now be self search results count, much like we did before. So this now shows us the correct number of cells. And instead of saying hello, we obviously want to tell each cell the correct value. So in our case, that is self search results object that index index path dot row and that should do the trick let's see if i'm correct 30 values 
Let's try searching this thing, and there we go. Magic. Now our second table view springs into place and gives us a filtered subset and displays that. As soon as someone hits cancel, we go back to the first table view and hit search again and start a brand new search. Does anything contain a B? Any number contain a B? Oh, look at that. The numbers 1 to 30, none of them contains a B. Isn't that amazing? I'm fascinated by these things. Let's, um, let's have a look at the numbers 1 to 3,000 and see if any one of those contains a B. There we go. So in our main table views array, let's set the number to 3,000, see how iOS copes with that. Well, it's just the simulator. 3,000 values. Let's see if anyone contains a B. It does not. Look at that. There are several that contain, uh, that contain the spelled out number 3, including all the 300. How many hundreds have we got? Well, we've got a lot. Anyway, I'm going to let you experiment with this. You get the picture. This is what it takes to make a table view searchable with the new UI search controller. There's maybe one other thing I can tell you. Uh, in our demo right now, when someone clicks a cell or taps a cell, they get selected, but they never deselect themselves. Uh, just in case you get annoyed by that, like with these, we don't really react to anything that happens when the cell is tapped, but in a real-life application you would want that. And uh, right now uh, nothing really happens and this, this high-lit thing just lurks around there. Uh, one way to get rid of it is uh, to go into your table view and implement another method of the table view, and that's called table view did select row at index path. Did select row at index path, there it is. And all we want to do here is that row that's being passed in here with the index path, we just want to deselect that. So self table view deselect row at index path, index path. Animated, yep, absolutely. It looks swanky. And we'll do that in the um, search results table view controller as well. Uh, table view did select this, did deselect, but we want to see did select row at index path. Self table view deselect row at index path. Index path animated, yes. So final touch here on our amazing demo project. As soon as you type as soon as you tap a cell, this now deselects itself. And uh, just to prove a point, does it work on the search results view controller as well? Yes it does. Okay, that was it. I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions, leave me a comment at the bottom of this article. And don't forget to recommend this website and this video to friends, family and total strangers. Bye for now. I will see you next time.